When it comes to the plant-based eating debate, there's more to consider than just healthy or unhealthy. Of course, we want to eat things that make us feel good and generate energy to keep us going, but there's also a major environmental component that drives a lot of people to a plant-focused diet. But you don't have to give up some of your faves entirely. Impossible Foods makes meat from plants. They're solving the meat problem with more meat. By creating delicious meat from plants that's better for you and the planet, Impossible lets you enjoy some of your favorite meaty products with a plant-based twist. Ground beef, homestyle meatballs, sausage patties, all made from plants. And that's just a few of their delicious and versatile options. No more tension between craving meat but not wanting to eat so much of it or sacrificing your carnivorous faves for your health. Indulge in nutrient-packed, plant-based goodness and feel good doing it. Check out impossiblefoods.com to see how you can help solve the meat problem with more meat. That's I-M-P-O-S-S-I-B-L-E-F-O-O-D-S dot com. Hello and welcome back to the You Up podcast. I'm Jordana Abraham. And I am Jared Freed. It is so good to be back here with you, Jordana. How are you? What's going on? What's 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 the haps? The haps. Um, life is... Do people is, say that? Was is, is that what people say? I don't... I don't. I don't think so. What's happening? Do I sound like an idiot. What's going no. on? What's going on? I don't. What's, yeah, I think that's normal. What? What's happening? What's going cool. on? We're cool. What, yeah, we're right? cool. We're young. I, I think so. Ish. Thirties <laughs> is weird because it is young. Ish. I know. And if you say you're old, you get someone mad. And if you say you're young, someone else looks at you and goes, "Well, you're not that young." Like it's right? all about context. <laughs> it's like if you say, like I when I posted something on. Like if you post something on TikTok and someone calls you old, you're like, you're right, you're right. I, I should leave. Like TikTok right. commenters can crush you in a it just all they have to say is like, how old are you? Like that is the ultimate TikTok <laughs> yeah. game over. You've ended me. I have no response. Being on TikTok does feel like you like are like in college and you stumbled into a, a high school like house party, <laughs> and you're kind of right. like like. It's only weird if you make it weird, but also like it is still kind of weird. Like this isn't really like you're not amongst peers. And that's not to say I do enjoy the TikTok experience. Like you've joined. How do you like it? What do you think? I'm getting more into it. I like I was very slow. I started doing a couple of the trees and the trees were like, because that was your suggestion. You were like, do the Mm -hmm. trees on Instagram. And then Mike was like, yeah, do the trees, but do the celebrity trees because celebrities do well on on TikTok. But yes. then once you're posting them, you have the whole internet of TikTok who doesn't know you or know anything. Because it's like on Instagram, everyone who follows you has some sense usually of who you are. It, well, and- this, is the, this is the problem with TikTok and also the reason. I mean, if we can, people can go back and listen to our West Elm Caleb episode. But this is kind of par- part of the, the, the incentive for jumping on the West Elm Caleb trend is that you, we ha- we, you can't ignore the incentive that on TikTok, getting outside of your own bubble and, you know, uh, stand- you can get more than one standard deviation away from your mean on TikTok in a way easier way. Like you get, totally. Jordan, if you post something on Instagram, it's your friends, people who follow you, and then like maybe people who follow the people who follow you. And that's right. it. You right. need to be like sent a story really yes. or like, so it's not right it's it's usually like fan, more fan, fans of you or people who know what you're doing so when i did the trees on yes. instagram i had this i did a kim kardashian tree it got <laughs> 1.4 million views it's like my yeah. third video so i'm feeling like kind of cool but the comments are just so 
mean to me they're like very they're angry. angry people um <laughs> no literally it has, it has like i think it has like ten thousand comments and probably like 9500 of them are like who the fuck is this bitch to be like to sure. be like, <laughs> <laughs> who the fuck is this bitch? like basically the, like to be like yeah. talking about like kim's tree like what is your tree like i'm like okay like this is not like to be it's not meant to be like mean it's just like a joke i don't <laughs> It is funny thinking about you coming from the Instagram world where you know what it's like to have an account that has six million followers right. to then show up to TikTok and they're like, who the fuck is this bitch? And you're like, I'm, I used to be cool. <laughs> right. I have not a, anymore. I have a following. Not anymore. Back to the bottom. Yeah. Right. It's like someone's mom who's friends with some like 80s rock star that no one now currently <laughs> knows who that is. Yeah. <laughs> it's a, yeah, totally. And it's the the commenters on TikTok are I think the funniest and also the the angriest. It, it's both. Like you see some comments on TikTok they're like I, I, I'm laughing. I'm I'm like enjoying. Like this is like pure comedy. But then you see it with that comes the most miserable segment of society I've ever seen. I posted a Kardashian one. Kardashian ones do well. So if anyone's looking to have a a hit a hit TikTok, yes, all you have to do is do a card because I did a Kardashian charcuterie uh, review. The Kylie one and that was really funny. The Ki- yeah, yes, and the 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 feedback that was negative on that was like, why don't you know you know why don't you go make your own money and make your own board? Yes. You know, like it was like a they, they defend kind of the Kardashian, right. yeah, yeah, same type of thing. So right, let's yeah, see your and, board. <laughs> let's see your board, yeah. And I'm like, I'm the board lord. Critics don't write movies, okay? Right. So <laughs> it's uh, yeah, so. It is. Uh, how did we get to this topic? The TikTok. I think we were talking about what I've been doing this week, which is sort of like yeah. exploring all the ins and outs of TikTok, and like it's a weird place. I kind of like it because, like, <laughs> not because of me be, being like when the way I started my own personal Instagram is like it's really just my personal like pictures of my life and my friends and whatever like I'm doing. Um, so, but everyone, I can't really do much ex- like creative experimentation on Instagram. I feel like, cause all of those people that I know in my entire life, like in the real world know me and on TikTok, no one knows me. So I'm like, I could feel yeah, a little more listen, free. I, I said, that, I think if people go back and listen to this podcast, when I started, when I started, I said the same exact thing. <laughs> right. Yeah. I, I felt this like weird creative freedom to bomb. Like it, uh, to, you can bomb totally. there quietly. Yeah. Yeah, I had the same type of vibe. That's, you know, and then doing the, you know, the board lord stuff and, you know, tr- seeing what could be my thing there. Yeah, I'm learning from you. I'm like two years behind every trend, like I like to say. So um, to most people, they're like, yeah, like, okay, like, what did you get? just get on Facebook? Too, so, But it's I'm following you years late. Yes. This is our invitation to anyone who's like timid about getting on TikTok. Like, because when I talk about TikTok, people go like, People like our age of our generation will go, there, there's either people who are on it and loving it, and then there's other people who are like, I don't know, you know, like, I'm too old. It's like, let us be your your bridge into the world. You know, go yes. follow Jordana. Go follow the uh, the Betches account. They're posting you up videos there all the time. I'm posting stuff all the time. I just posted some stand-up. I, I've been putting up crowd work on TikTok and Instagram to show people that, like, I do stand-up. I Like, I think, like, sometimes that gets lost in things i love the stand-up tiktok things because they're always short enough that i'm like you get the joke it's in it's out um and it's just easily that and a lot of them are really funny yours are really funny thank you i saw some mateo lanes is really like i just i don't even follow necessarily follow him but then he came up and i was like oh this is just 
funny stuff. Mateo made me feel bad. I love Mateo. He's so funny. Everyone should follow him. But he he put up like three TikToks and then immediately had more followers than me. Like it was like a, <laughs> like in four hours. Like <laughs> I, I saw him like a week ago. He was like, I guess I'll join TikTok. And Mateo's a hilarious comic. He's fantastic. And he goes, I guess I'll join TikTok. And then like a literally like a minute later, he has like every video has a hundred million views and he's, he's a whoever edits his videos is good because it's just like the perfect amount of time and it's the perfect yeah. like in and out of the joke and i'm like that was enjoyable i like that let me see another one yeah i i when i put up the stand-up stuff you know you want it to be short you want it to be punchy but i'm also like trying not to give away material right. and i that's the hardest part is like i want to be able to like i don't want someone going to my show and being like heard it i already saw yeah. that bit right yeah. Yeah. yeah so you you know i i'm trying to give like a little piece of cheese to get the mouse to come into the to my my totally. trap and the trap is my show and your long so. form stuff is really really good like i you told you were like be, have become a really good storyteller i don't think those are good for tiktok but no i'm not gonna even not. reveal this the, well, i'm not gonna reveal the joke because you guys should just go see jared um across the country where he's uh performing but there's one story you tell which i was just like this you've mastered this story and it's not a tiktok <laughs> story it's like a it's like an irl experience story and it was really really good well thank you um yeah li listen i'm coming on the road i'm going to uh, th we added an la show so Oxnard. Someone told me it's, I was saying it wrong. Oxnard <laughs> is how I was saying it. <laughs> so Oxnard. Sounds like an ox nerd is the one who corrected you. <laughs> <laughs> you should comment that on TikTok. Uh, so <laughs> so uh, uh, Oxnard with the Oxnards. Uh, Brea and then Los Angeles. Uh, I added another show for a Sunday night 10 o'clock show. So yeah, you're canceling Barry's on Monday. Um, Sacramento, yes. uh, Miami, Hartford, uh, San Francisco, Pittsburgh, Omaha. And then I also added Denver, Colum uh, Columbus, East Providence, Nashville. So all over this great nation. Um, Jordana, what else we got going on? The U-Up sweatshirts are a hit. I have two of them now. Two? How'd you get two? Yeah. Wow. Uh, you know, I, I, I think they sent me a large and an XL, and I just... I wear the large, uh, I wear the XL on Monday and then the large on Thursday after I've had four workouts. Wow. Pulled some strings. Um, yeah, it's yeah, a great, right. great sweatshirt. Great way to support the show. And I know um, Maddie had put out a call on Instagram for anyone who has anything else they'd like to see us create for the UUP community. Definitely let us know. Um, but how's it going with you? I know you've been on some dates lately. So I... I, I some dates. I, let's say, I, you know, it, I was. I wanted to bring up something about canceling. You know, this is a good topic. Okay. Did you ever have the experience where it was like this? You know, the, you know, it's the the white whale. It, you know, it's like uh, that you're always trying to catch. It's the yes. Moby Dick. You know, right? I gotta get. I gotta find. You know, I. I if, I'm Captain Ahab. I. I, I become obsessed with. Having at least, you know, and I think this is such a relatable thing. Like you chase. text with these people, Too, it's the chase yeah. and you, you either meet them on a dating app or you get set up. And I think this happens with setups more. It, I don't want to say more or less, but like. Well, you're more I invested, was, I think, because it's like, I think when it happens with setups, it's more of a, it's more exciting. It's a little bit more exciting about the will it happen thing. 
it's more exciting. I mean, the date is more exciting, like the, the, the prospects of it. There's also more eyes on it, so you don't want to disappoint other people. There are people asking, hey, did you go out with so-and-so yet? Did, right. you, did you take the number? Did you make it happen? And last week we talked about like the PowerPoint presentation that was sent to me, and I'm sure now... <laughs> now that, that that turns our audience into those people like I'll get DMs have you did you go out with the PowerPoint you know I'll have people ask me about that at the show I asked but <laughs> you already asked yes. yeah so I I so I was set up and you go and the setup was I felt was good but I was like it, it felt like two people that were being like I felt I was excited and maybe the other person might not be excited did that make you more or less excited? It made me probably less excited, I guess. Okay. I was more like, you know, you get this vibe of like, I maybe I'm, I, I don't want to be the one pushing it more through the front. That's the problem with setup. You don't know if you're pushing it more than the other person's pushing it right. or if you're annoying them. You, you know, it's just, it's this game of telephone that you're not sure. Totally. You don't want to come off as like, you're too eager, but also like, no. is it happening? Like... <laughs> So yeah. yeah, so I set up the so we set up a date. This is like a couple months ago, and then cancellations. Then it's holiday season. Then it's travel, and we're we're still keeping up. And I get a text from. I mean, I'll, I'll, it was you, Jordana. You're the one that set me up. It was me. I'm Jordana set up girl. Time. I'm annoying set up girl. Yes. <laughs> you weren't annoying about this at all. But there was you. You did message me. So then. We, we don't make a date and I did want to go, but I was like, I wasn't really feeling the energy over the text as dumb as that sounds of right. someone who was like equally down for this setup. So it kind of got, went into, we, we should go out mode, but no plan is ever made. And then you texted me cause you were out with the mutual connection of the person. You go, right. So I'm with the person. Is this, ha did it happen yet? And I'm like, <laughs> Uh, I got I I got to make this happen. And okay, oh, that wasn't to pressure you. That was more to like, let's figure this out. <laughs> I never took it as pressure. Okay, and I and but it, it it does make you kind of it makes me look in the mirror. Why why wouldn't I go out? Why you know what's right. what's wrong with me? Why can't you just go and meet this person? What's it uh, you know what's one uh, two drinks you know or two one one vodka soda you know you I think anyone who's single out there and gets presented with a person it becomes more of a look in the mirror than maybe you even anticipate, especially as you get like an older you're like who am I to say to to not make this happen that does, you have the time you know you know what I mean you go right. down that negativity well, road well I, I mean a lot of it so, so here's the annoying thing th not to make this about me the setup the setupper <laughs> um yeah. because it's not about me but i do get very irritated with the half setup like to me it's like yes i want the people that i'm the people i'm, I'm i fucking act like i'm like patty stanger like i have a whole <laughs> roster of people just dying to get into my setup network like no one gives a shit most people are running away from me not towards me um with the setups but jordana <laughs> stanger i'm like but i'm kind of like okay like if i have someone and i set them up and then they don't really like follow through on the date 
I get like kind of annoyed. Again, it's not about me, but I'm just saying how mm. I feel as the setter upper. And this is not just like in this scenario, but in other scenarios, like I've tried to set other people up and then I give, let's say like the guy, let's say the guy, I do all the right things. I send him all the pictures. I give the, the uh, pitch about why I think it's a good match. Mm -hmm. And then they say yes. And then I'm like, okay, I can give, here's her number. Right. Mm -hmm. And then either and they don't. And you've alerted that person. Right. And then I've alerted that person that it's like on. And then they either mm. like text them. Um, either don't text them, which is annoying, or they do text mm. them and they're just talking to them and they never make anything happen. Like to me, yeah. that person's off my my list that no one wants to be on anyway. Um, <laughs> because I'm kind of like, you're not like, I don't yeah. now, I'm not like referring you because you're not showing me that you're like, a, you're taking this seriously. I'm, ha I'm happy we're talking about this because it shows, like I've complained a lot about people who set people up lazily. Mm -hmm. It shows why people from the other side aren't setting you up out there, you know, in setup land. Like if you're single and you're like, my friends never set me up. Maybe this is part of their problem. Totally. Maybe I know multiple you know, people like that where I'm like, I've had yeah. the, I've tried to set them up with people. And then for whatever yeah. reason, they were the reason that the date didn't happen. Like they canceled mm -hmm. like last minute or they like backed out or they didn't fully like ask the person. And then I'm like, OK, this person's mm -hmm. off. Again, my list that no one wants to be on, but like in my <laughs> head, it's my head. It's, we all it's be super, on it. co it's super coveted list um, yes. of people that I know that are single because I'm always, I, I met through a setup. I love setting people up. I think it's, I agree with you. I think it's the best way to meet people. And I love being the person to facilitate that. But I also, but I hate being the person to, to let someone, one end of the date down by, in, by well, putting them in contact with someone that's just disappointing them before they even meet them. So that's kind of like, I don't know if I, I think we were both disappointing each other. Like, mm -hmm. I think like with this setup, if, if I'm being honest, like I wasn't, you know, I'm being me and I know me and I'm going and I'm thinking of like, do I have the time and this week isn't good and I'm traveling or whatever. So, but it was funny to think that like when it rains, it pours, like finally we like after five cancellations, which we're all legitimate cancellations in my book. I don't, I never saw them as, but it, it did feel like we we're like, right. let's just get this over with. Right. Does you anyone know? really <laughs> want it? Like, right. If we want, it, if we yeah. wanted to be here, would we both have like made it work? Is exactly. And so I, I, I finally was like eight o'clock this uh, tippler. <laughs> so, and as anyone who's a long time or been listening the last few months, Tipler, I, I've given credit as a great date spot because there's no, you just go to the bar, you order, go sit down, easy, right, breezy. It's not a jeans whole production. And, jeans and a shirt, you're done. Yeah, and I get a text, and then I'm at. I had a show, and I text them, hey, seven thirty. My show's running late. I, I was like, instead of eight, can you do eight fifteen? Okay. I would imagine that's annoying at 7.30, but I think it's 10, 15 minutes. Depends how far you live from the place. I guess you're right. It's I more don't know. like, I, oh, I, have I, I already left? You know what I mean? When you've like already left mm, and the person's like, oh, I'm going to be late. Where it's like, if I knew that before I left, I would have just left later. But now I'm like on the way. I knew they hadn't. Okay. I knew they lived close enough to that. The, oh, well, the, I was still fine. in the pre-leaving zone. Sure. So, but, the, but then I'm in my mind, I'm like, we've canceled. And then they wrote back. You know what? If you don't want to do it tonight, I totally understand. Like they were already like pre-canceling, <laughs> right. and and I was like, 
oh, they're annoyed. Like I was like in my mind and it's like, I, you know, what's going through my mind is like, ah, you fucked up. It's already canceled five times. We both don't want to go. Now you're saying, can you push it off by 15 minutes? And they're like, why don't we just not do this? And you're like, <laughs> I know I, we got to get this done. You know, like it becomes an appointment. Right. And I, I go, no, it's totally fine. And I and also I have to give empathy that like most people don't know what a show means. Like when I say I have a show at 730, they might think that I'm like, it's Broadway and I have to be there from 730, you know, from 730 to 830. Right. I have to stay the whole time and I have to do costume changes. Like that's not what it is. In New York, it's 15 minute sets. Like I can go do a set and get out of there if it, you know, whatever. So. Right. I, so I have to give empathy to be like, no, 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 this isn't like a big deal. Like, it's like just 15 minutes. I will minutes. actually just, be there 15 minutes later. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, this isn't. So then I get off stage. I have a text on my phone because I turn off my phone when I go on stage. I get I get off and there's a text. Hey, Tipler's not open on Tuesdays. <laughs> and I'm like. <laughs> That's tough luck. I'm like, Jared, Jared, that bad look. That would annoy me if I were her. Okay, yeah. Fair. totally and then like okay. i do this podcast i know what annoys people like I, like i was like oh so now you know the cancel five times can you do 15 minutes later the place he wants to go isn't even open right you know so you're like oh i look like such a douche like that's all i could think about and okay. i'm like so i find a new place on the fly and i'm like come meet me there and it happens and we and there was a, a i think a good time was had by all but it it is i wanted to hear from like if have you experienced that where it's like, dude, come on, just get this right. This is the most right. simple thing. Yeah. I mean, I would say like the a reservation, super hot. Just generally I knew, speaking. I, and I know yeah. knowing that and not, and I still don't, <laughs> didn't do that, you know, because it's. Well, I get just, why it would be like, now it's kind of like, we just need to like meet and it doesn't like, it doesn't have to be a whole, sh cause it's been so like, we just need to like literally like find out the chemistry and you're kind of assuming, I guess yeah. that there wouldn't be, although it sounds like there was, yeah. but yeah, you're assuming there wouldn't be just because it's like, it doesn't, the momentum isn't there in the beginning, but I'm glad it went well. Totally, it it it, it, it was a, we had a great time. I, I had a great time. I'll speak for myself, but I I will say that it is, it was so just funny to know that you're like, oh, I'm that guy. I'm I'm the I'm the red flag deal breaker email. Right. You know, <laughs> and I mean, the fact you had, I like I feel very vindicated in myself that you had not to make again make I'm gonna make your dating life about me. Um, yes, just the idea because like when I do set someone up, it's not oh, I know this is going to be your wife or I, you know, this is going to mm. be your next boyfriend. It's all I know is that I vetted this enough to know that you would have a nice night. It would and, be, and it would not be the, a bad night. That is the energy of anyone who does a setup. Like I, I that is like, I know, I need to know. I know, I know I'm right. Just right. go just have go. this, you know, just go. And you're like, I know, I know I'll go. And then like, it's why people push so hard. Like you did a great job of not pushing hard. I, I think like the the text of like what's been going on with this is a totally normal and very nice thing of you. I think some people, when they set people up, they go, they're gorgeous. They're gorgeous. <laughs> they're gorgeous. They scream gorgeous at you. And you're like, okay, enough. Okay. You know, right. like, well, it's like everyone's gorgeous to someone. To make a match. Two attractive people at is all. not necessarily a good date make. It's more no. like, you know what I mean? Like I know it's more yeah. like two like, fun interesting people like that or like i bet like i know you like this and they like that um but yeah i feel good for you i'm excited 
to see what happens. I don't, I care a little bit, but obviously not, like, you know what I mean? Like, oh, you care like it's a fantasy football team. Totally. This is my pick. You know, this is my picks. Yeah. (laughs) So, yeah. But I wanted to, so I, I think it's a relatable topic. I think anyone listening, like, if you've fucked up, it's just that planning where you're like, Tuesday night work and they're like nah actually I could do Thursday I'm traveling Thursday okay how about next week oh no something came up next week I you know I got a late night show and I can't do it tonight can we do another week and then it's and then you start like the person turns from date to calendar obligation right like like, liability (laughs) or not like yeah and the only way out of that is yeah but like the only way out of that is is a is a fun date or no date right (laughs) you know it's like and a lot of times, like, I like when that, oh, sometimes it's good when that happens because the expectations become really low. And then, like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you're, like, automatic. Like, if you have a great time, you're like, oh, I'm so glad I went. You yeah, you, you do. And, and also, I think the texting gets, sometimes the texting can be so much where you're like, are we married now? Like, before you even meet, you're like, how, how do I know about where they, you know, what they do after work? Like, I shouldn't know that yet. Right. And... And sometimes when these cancel and then they get re rescheduled, you're not there yet. And you're like, I don't even fucking know this person. Why am I even why am I even worried about remaking these dates? And then you're like, oh, because this can be fun. Right. You know, but yeah. And I think like just to bring it full circle on the setup thing for I agree with what you said about like, why aren't people setting you up? I do think if you're going to agree to be set up, you do have to be like a good be a good soldier. Yes. Yeah. You got like, to just go. Yeah. You gotta, and then that's all go. you owe the person. If you say you're, you're down to be set up, I think you owe the person one date and then you can not, sp- I, not ever go I, out with them again. I got an email on my podcast about this subject. Like, why aren't my friends setting me up? And I was like, and I told this story and someone said it helped them. But I, I said, there was one time I got asked to go on an addition. I think it was for like a commercial for like, it was a commercial audition and I really didn't want to go. And I was like, I remember it was like the hottest day in New York. And I was like, it was in Queens at like one of the studios in Queens. And I'm like rushing there. I'm against the clock. I'm literally sweating through my shirt and I don't know any of the lines. And all I keep thinking about is how much I don't want to do this. And then I got to the audition and the person looked at me like, you know, the receptionist behind the desk sees me sweating. They're like, you okay, man? That shirt's pretty wet. Like they gave me shit right away. And I go, uh, uh, and I like got mad. I was like, yeah, I, I guess this is the, how I, I saw the character and the script being, you know, I, I like try, like try to make a joke with them. I was like, yeah, I, I, my artistic, this is my artistic vision that they were sweaty. Like I made that like comment back and it was like, I was being shitty. And then I went into the audition and it, I bombed so hard. Like I just like didn't know the lines to the point where they were like, do you want to leave the room, learn the lines and come back? <laughs> oh, that's and I go and I go, no, no, I'll just leave. I'm, I'm fine. And I left and I remember calling. I had a manager at the time that like it wasn't really working out with them either. But I, go, I called them and I go, why would you do that to me? Why would you send me that? Like, I, I don't want to be in a commercial. Like, I don't want to do this. I don't, you know, and I, and I gave all these negative reasons back and they were like, well, they auditioned for other stuff. That's why I sent you. And I go, what do you mean? They're like, they do stuff with the NFL. They do stuff with like this and this. And I just thought you should just know them. And who cares if you don't get this? But like, you know, you just want to look good in front of them because they'll think of you for other stuff. And I was so green and young and doing 
I've never done an audition before. I didn't go to acting school. Like, I don't even know what this is about. Right. And I had no idea. It's like, yeah, you go on this because it might produce the next thing. And and because right. the person who saw you is going to think of you for not this role, but another role. And it's like, wow, you just re- like, and it, so when someone sets you up, it's like, you're not just, perf- you're, you're doing something to make them want to set you up again or to think of you in a good light or, you know, there's more that more comes from b- being good about it than being bad about it. Totally. Really. And, I, and I regretted that audition. Even to this day, I'm still telling the fucking story. It's eight years later. Are you ready to shop? Rakuten's Big Give Week is back. Get 15% cash back at hundreds of stores, including Headliners, Ulta, Fenty Beauty, Levi's, Adidas, and so much more. Seriously, the list seems endless. Rakuten is how the -the in-the-know shoppers get the best savings. They shop the brands they love and earn cash back on top of deals. During Big Give Week, May 6th to May 13th, the cash back rates are even bigger. Personally, I'll be shopping for beauty and apparel. You can save on everything you need for summer, like clothing, outdoor gear, and travel. You know I love to find the best deals while I'm shopping. And trust me, Rakuten is the hack to save money while shopping. Rakuten is the most rewarding way to shop and save because members can earn cash back on everything they buy. Rakuten is a shopping platform that partners with over 3,500 stores across every category like beauty, clothing, electronics, travel, and dining. And this week only, you're going to get the best deals ever. Membership is free, and when you sign up and shop today, you can get an extra 10% cash back boost. That's an extra 10% cash back on top of the 15% cash back. You won't see higher cash back rates than these. Go to Rakuten.com or download the Rakuten app. R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Shoppers get it. Jordana, what are we talking about? Our next email is uh, Sex in the City based. I love it. Mm. Um, and it's... The, the You're watching is, the new Sex in the City, right? I am. Um, I am. I have <laughs> That's so the, many... the perfect response. <laughs> I am. I, uh, there's well, so much to talk about. Let me say, I was, I mean, we don't have to, this, we could talk about this on a different episode if the audience is interested, but I am a huge Sex in the City series, the original series fan. Mm. I grew up with that, like in my, it was like my high school to early 20s. Like I watched that very intensely and I thought it was a really good show. Just, there's some issues, obviously, like whatever. Of course. Here, but Great show. I thought it was a great depiction of dating from the woman's point of view in in New York. And great show. I have a lot of other thoughts about what's going on now, but huge <laughs> Sex in the City fan. Maybe we'll do a, uh, as when the season ends, we could do a, a full recap when we have all the, the information. Guys, maybe let's poll them on, on Instagram and see if they want us to talk about and just like that. But Absolutely. going back to some stuff from the series, let's, let's get into this question. Hi, J&J. Long-time listener to the podcast. Thank you for getting me excited every Wednesday and Sunday when I can look forward to your sage wisdom and hilarious back and forth. I recently saw a TikTok that said, when you realize that guys don't settle down with the right one, they settle down with the first random they date when they're ready to settle down. This sparked a heated debate in the comments and reminded me of a classic Sex in the City quote when Carrie says, men are like cabs. When they're available, their light goes on. They wake up one day, they decide they're ready to settle down, have a baby, whatever, and they turn their light on. The comments on the TikTok talk said everything from, no, if you're the right one, then he will get himself ready, to agreed, if a guy isn't ready for a relationship or a real commitment, it doesn't matter who you are or how you approach dating them. 
As a 28-year-old using dating apps, I noticed distinct differences in the answers of 25-year-old men provided versus a 35-plus men. Of course, age is not the only factors to signify if someone's ready for a commitment, but it's still a big factor. My question is, is the men are like cabs trope too reductive? Or does this hold truth? Ideally, I would like to get to know someone and have them like me for me rather than trying to check off a girlfriend or wife box in their life when they think it's time. Help. Sincerely, taxi, please. <laughs> I like the sign off. Um, what do you think? I, I, I think this is an interesting topic. Do you remember that line from Sex in the City? I'm not, I'm not as I, I, I'm very much a I dip in and out of Sex in the City. So I, I, I do. Um, and I think the crux of that episode was like the idea that like, again, I think Charlotte's dating someone and he's got like the light on. He's like looking He's looking to like get married and have a baby. He just bought an apartment like with a room with an extra room. Like it's kind of like they're mm. like in that phase and then whoever comes along next is going to be the one. Like whoever they're dating at the time. And I do believe that to an extent. I think re- to say it as yeah. a blanket statement is reductive, but I do think um there are plenty of people that like we all could have dated if we had met them at a different time, like dated more seriously if we met them at a different mm-hmm. time in their life. And there's no way to know if that would work out or if that was a thing. But like, I'm sure you can think of a bunch of people, past girlfriends or past people that you've dated that like you could have a perfectly nice life with. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, and I think, I, listen, we speak in broad strokes here too. So I, I don't, the this line speaks to me a little bit. Like I'm, I'm in the 35 plus group. I'm 36. The worst day of the year is coming up, February 21st. <laughs> I, I'm, you know, I'm going to be 37 soon, and you know, I would consider myself a cab with the light on type, right? You know, and um, it, as far as like where you are in life, I, I, I think, you know, something that gets brought up a lot here and. I'm happy we bring it up is like when women go home, you get asked about your relationships and you know, that, that puts a lot of pressure on you. The, you know, the life is gravity. So men get the pressure in a different way. And whether you want to believe this or not, and I'll sp- I'm speaking in broad strokes as well. It's like you come home and you get asked what's going on with work. And you know, and a lot of how you're judged is, do you make any money? Are you, a, do you have a career? Are you, doing okay so a lot of like these 25 year old men that are like yeah i'm here just hanging yeah because they have something that they're really treating more seriously you know and i'm not saying women don't take their jobs seriously i'm just saying this is what they're put face to face with every minute of every day are you are you doing well enough yeah no i can totally see that i mean we i think of myself at 25 um no boyfriend single very exciting, successful company up and coming up. I didn't really care that much about that part of it. I mean, I did care to the extent that like I'm building a brand and like doing that thing. Mm. But like the thing that gave me the most anxiety was like someone asking me if I was dating someone like, yeah, you know what I mean? Like then that would, that was what I needed. That was what I was like. That was more urgent feeling. Than yeah, I business. mean the, the thing the thing that like gave gives me the most or has given me a lot of anxiety is like where's this going? You know, you're right. doing comedy and like you know I was always confident of like do the work and it will work out. That was always my thing. Like if I if I write and I create stuff and I put myself out there, it'll it'll work out in whatever way it works out. But 
that was the first and only thing on my mind. I was still going on dates. I was still meeting women. I was still dating. You know, I was like, and, you know, I was still in relationships. And looking back, it's like, what was I supposed to do? <laughs> you know, like right. not be in those relations. I don't know. I Maybe some of them I wouldn't have, maybe I would have been, it, like at this age, I may looking, if I was to like give myself the, the advice back then, I would have like said, hey, cut those short. You know, like right. the, you're well, not giving the same headspace to these things. And now and and then. But here's the other thing. This is where this cabs thing is tough to like trust in because every guy and th- that's on a dating app says they're looking for a relationship. They don't think that they're not ready. They're like, oh, when the right one comes, then it'll just come. So with the cab thing, and then they go, but I'm open to it. Maybe you're the right one. And then it becomes this like kind of depressing thing because then it turns into I'm not ready. I'm just busy. And it's like, oh, so you were attracted. You were interested in me. But then you're just like, I'm not the right one. And it's like, you know, I can understand how that's insulting and not really great to hear. But that's where that that whole like I'm looking, but we'll see. Like I, I think guys like are less like, cabs and they're more like timeshare buyers (laughs) they'll go on the trip they'll check out the house they'll see what the mountains like and uh you know if i if i can fit into my life i'll fit into my life i I think that's how a lot of guys at a younger age date when they're not really ready for something right which kind of which makes sense i don't think that makes them bad and i mean i remember when Mm. dating a lot of the advice that was given to me was date older men Date yeah. older people, date people who, you know, and that maybe that's accurate in a way, because like if you if you're lo- if you're in a place where you're looking for um, for something serious and the people that are your age, men are, are not necessarily looking for the same thing. It does make sense. Like the age gaps in that way do make sense. Well, th- at that point, you're just playing the numbers. Like, yeah, you're playing statistics at that point. The guy who's 35 plus is more likely to have, you know, have things in place for himself that stress him out on a daily basis that now, you know, like right now I think of like, you know, everything I'm not where like I'm always looking to grow and get better as a comic and like do more. And I have goals of my own, but I do feel that the goals are more clear now than they were 10 years ago. You know, you have your life figured out more. A little bit more and I, I have the ability to be you know, I have some also like the idea of like taking a weekend off to go to your friend's wedding is not as big a deal as it may have been back in the day where I would have if I got offered to go hey can you drive someone to Connecticut to do a gig will you go and I would say yes to that you know and I think of all those gigs where it was like can you do this last second that I said yes to that came in the way of relationship and I'm not saying this isn't just for me this is anyone trying to figure themselves out and figure out their career and like it just changes as you get older so if you're playing the numbers game yeah the the 35 plus guy you're going to get a different type of audience than the 25 guy and i don't think but i don't what i don't think is true about this is that i don't think guys are like okay like whoever just happens i happen to go on a date with next like that's going to be my wife like i do still i don't think people are thinking about it like that but there may be like the same person had i think it's more like given the same person that when they were 25, they might've been like, okay, this person's cool, but like, I'm not really going to like give up anything or invest anything 
in this, like if it, if they're cool with whatever I'm doing, like cool, they might be more into putting more effort in to like, because they value the outcome of a serious relationship more highly. Yes. It's what do you, it's, it's not next one to come along. It's I'm now, I'm now asking different types of questions. I'm now noticing different types of things. I'm now, you know, sunk into my taste. Like I know who I, you know what I mean? I, I think it's, that's the major difference. It's not like, because I, I will also say like, listen, I lived with someone, you know, like I was, you know, you know, I, I would think that I was ready for those things. And I think how I, the later it got into the relationship, I'm like looking back at how, you know, that relationship started. You go, man, I wasn't thinking of the questions that I maybe wanted to ask in the beginning. You know, those questions would be different now. Do you know what I mean? Right. No, I think that's also true. Like you're looking like the, you're a different kind of dater. And it made me, it was something you just said was interesting to me when you were like, yeah, I would like go drive this person to a gig or like do these things. Anyone they asked that could potentially help propel my career was like something I was going to do. And it made me think about how like, when I was younger and dating, I would do a lot of things that like now I would think of as beneath me or like putting up with it. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like putting up with David dating behaviors that mm-hmm. weren't because I was so anxious to get the job or in this case, mm-hmm. like that the husband or the boyfriend or whatever it was at the time. I think there is a sense of like, yeah, I don't I'm not confident that it'll ever happen for me. So let me like put up with this stuff to see if like maybe there's a shot. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Or like maybe if if I if I don't call this person out on their like bad dating behavior, then maybe I will get the job. And like mm. you know what I mean? It'll be in the way that you're describing like kind of how you would do stuff that you wouldn't do now. <laughs> um, yes, I think is also just a part of like getting better as a dater, getting better, getting more secure in like your in what you deserve. Totally. And, and knowing, yeah. And, and you can only know it by going through it sometimes. Totally. Like, like I, I have done so many gigs and I'm sure this is the same for people just like you're talking about with dating where you get done with the gig and you're like, never again. Right. I will never do this again. This was not enough. This didn't give me enough to do this. I've learned, I've lived, I will, I will have a story but it is just, I I can't do this again. And you, you know, I think with, for me with job stuff, it's, it, I think it's easier to abide by those rules. Like the, the second time. Well, the job isn't um, texting like, you and you're drunk at 11 yeah. on a Friday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. But it is, um, it's, that's what makes the whole thing so hard. It's, uh, yeah, it's, I think it's a good question. I think it's, yeah. The parallels are definitely there. I mean, this is, again, the parallels are all over the place. The what do you get asked about first? The job versus fun aspect of it. Like, I said it on stage last night and someone and there was a woman in the audience who was just like basically shaking her head no at me as I was saying it. I was like, it feels like a lot of women are dating like they're at at a fun networking event. And I'm dating, like, I'm just like, what? I, I, like, I snuck into the fun networking event and they got free alcohol. Okay. Like, and like do you really want to be you here? Know, I'm like, You're here for the right reasons? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I'm, she was just shaking her head at me, just no. And I'm like, first of all, that's bad improv. 
uh, give me a little <laughs> yes and. But um, it is interesting. Like we we push away from these realities because we don't want to admit it. Like I don't want to admit. No guy you date wants to admit that he's not really looking for. He he doesn't know what he's looking for. You know, they right. all say, I'm looking for a relationship, but they'll shake you off. You know, if you say you're not really looking for a relationship, they'll go, no, I'm ready. I used to say that all the time to people. I'm ready. I know I'm ready. Yeah. I get defensive. Yeah. I mean, it's the kind of shit like I think about, again, I haven't been on a date in a bit, but I, you know, I interview a lot of people mm-hmm. and, you know, everyone, everyone, everyone thinks they're there because like they really want the job, but like, do they? Not everyone, not everyone <laughs> really wants the job. <laughs> You guys know I'm a huge fan of Skims, and with warmer weather coming up, I recently tried out one of their t-shirts. Skims makes the best basics and foundations, so it's no surprise that it's the best-fitting tee I've ever worn. Finding the perfect t-shirt can be such a challenge, whether it's the fit or the quality, but with Skims, they make the most flattering shirts for everyone. Honestly, I love pretty much everything Skims makes, but I really love their t-shirts. They're like form-fitting, and they make my body just look that much smoother. I have the soft, smoothing, seamless t-shirt in Onyx. It has amazing versatility. It is literally a must-have for a spring wardrobe. They're stretchy. They're flattering. You can dress it up or dress it down. And you don't have to worry about compromising style or comfort. I also have the cotton jersey t-shirt in marble. And it's really just changed the game for me. It's taking the regular t-shirt. It's leveling it up. There's no stretched collars or hems. And it literally fits like a dream. Skims t-shirts are made with innovative technology while always keeping style and comfort in mind. From crop silhouettes to long sleeve layering tees, Skims has something for every fit and everybody. Shop the Skims t-shirt shop at skims.com now available in sizes extra extra small to 4x if you haven't yet be sure to let them know i sent you after you place your order select podcast in the survey and select you up in the drop down menu that follows we want to do some awkward sex let's do it uup at betches.com keep sending your awkward sex stories this one is a tale let me tell you yeah this is a lot of information okay (laughs) I'm gonna, funny. I'm gonna I, get through it. I enjoy it's it. It's a funny it's yeah. a funny tale. Yes. J and J. I love talking all things dating. We know. We you wrote a very long email. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so when my fiance recommended this podcast to me, I was super interested and quickly became hooked. I actually first heard of Jared on The Bachelor a while back, and now I love listening to both of you guys give dating advice on this podcast. So here is my awkward sex story. I was backpacking Southeast Asia a few years ago and staying at this hostel in Cambodia that was well known amongst backpackers as a major party hostel. It was located on its own little island with no Wi-Fi and every day a boat of new backpackers would arrive to the hostel ready to party. A lot of times this hostel would book out all of its beds, but backpackers would still show up to the hostel prepared to sleep on the floor after a night of partying and many did just that. Basically, things just got pretty sloppy at this hostel. I mean, she's painted a picture. Yeah, I mean, I've I've stayed in a I was abroad. I've stayed in a, a hostel like this, and it's I I know exactly what she's talking about. I know exactly the type of people that are there. I know that like like it's funny when I read that as a thirty six year old, I was just like, nope, <laughs> not going. Sound, but I could picture right. everyone who was there. Like, also the boat showing up with new people is just very like prisonish. Just like <laughs> fresh meat, ooh, 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 ooh. you know, like just like fresh bodies coming in for the totally, you know, the fuck fest. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's like it's the kind of thing where I'm like, never would I ever do that now. But like, I remember, it's kind of like almost nice to think of or remember a phase of your life where you're like. Mm. 
this is just the kind of thing that like was cool <laughs> this is <laughs> what it was fine. and also yeah. like you're there was a piece of me that like i've stayed at hostels you're like man just getting to a certain age alive is such a feat right? like you're just going to an island where people are just staring at you know gorgeous people coming off the boat deciding which ones they're going to try and fuck like it's like it's like sa- I, it's like I savage be- yeah it's <laughs> yeah it's really savage okay so one day i was sipping on a vodka soda bucket oh that's <laughs> it really adds color i mean the, yeah the, in this the hostel being we don't have cups we just all just shove our heads in a big bucket of vodka soda and we cut when we come out we pick someone to have sex with Enjoy the bu- enjoy the vodka soda trough, people. Uh. <laughs> like, <it's> so, <laughs> the bucket. I saw a beautiful man pull up on the new arrivals boat, and I decided I'd hook up with him later that night. Like that to me, just like that one. Like he was six five from Sweden and was part Iranian, part South American, and part Swedish. That night, the hostel had a wild beach party complete with body paint, fire baton twirlers, and tons of booze. I had been drinking all day, so things were somewhat hazy. But late into the party, this hot new arrival and I got to talking, and things got hot and heavy. He and I went to my hostel room, which was actually just five bunk beds and a hut. (laughs) And I drunkenly searched for the bottom bunk that had been assigned to me so we could have sex. To my surprise, a tall bearded young man was already passed out drunk in my assigned bed. I figured he drunkenly stumbled into the hostel room and accidentally fell asleep in my bed thinking it was his. I tried to shake him awake, but he was passed out cold and way too big for me to push him off my bed. I was annoyed because this threw a wrench in my plans for having sex with this new arrival. Luckily, a couple who was sleeping together on the bottom bunk next to mine saw my frustration. They told me that that me and this new arrival Good Samaritan. <laughs> Yeah. Hey, um, if you want, if you want, we, if you want, our single bunk bed is open for the fucking. Like, it's like, oh. They told me that this new arrival could you. Yeah. Hey, go ahead, use our bed. We've never met you. We don't know how A clean or whatever you stranger. are. Yeah. I mean. They they told me that the that me and this new arrival could use their spare bunk bed since uh, the couple was sharing one bed. They gestured to their spare bed, which was a top bunk, a few rows down. The beds were unmarked, and we were both pretty drunk. So after a while of stumbling around, we located this couple's spare bed and proceeded to have sex. However, halfway through having sex, this 18-year-old Australian boy, whom I had met earlier, walked into the hostel room and stared at me in horror. That's my bed, he exclaimed. You're having sex in my bed. I mean, it sounds like the girl from Willy Wonka. Yes. I want it now. Ah, <laughs> uh, but my penis is full of cum. You know, like, <laughs> this is like literal like chaos. Like you're like animals. It is animals. It is it in I mean, for some reason I don't like I imagine none of these people having body issues. I just feel like everyone on this island has abs and they're just all Leonardo DiCaprio. Like they wouldn't even allow me in. I I can just feel it's like an MTV dating show or like what was that? Totally. Too hot to handle. it was like MTV Spring Break. That's what this this is what I thought Spring Break MTV was growing up. Like when I watched it on TV. I would say it feels similar. Yeah. 
the Swedish man and I quickly pulled ourselves together and got down from the Australian guy's bed. I apologized profusely and offered to pay for his night. This Australian boy was not having it. He was extremely pissed. However, all his screaming actually just woke up the bearded man that was asleep in my assigned bed. <laughs> the bearded man was back, <laughs> who then proceeded to drunkenly stumble out of the room. Since my assigned bed was now empty and no one had had sex in it recently. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I offered the Australian boy my unsoiled bed. However, for whatever bizarre reason, he declined and climbed into his assigned bed. He kept complaining about how inconsiderate I was and how Americans are the worst. Oh, now it's an international conflict. <laughs> Get I, the UN involved. I, right? Yeah. <laughs> I ignored him at first, but he kept going. The hostel beds filled up with other drunk people returning from the party. But this Australian guy wouldn't let anyone sleep because he was still screaming about the injustice of me having sex on his bed with another dude. I actually forgot where the Swedish guy went and all the chaos. <laughs> whatever. Oh I mean, what a like what a loser thing to do! Like to just scream about it. Like and they're having sex in my right as if bed. you're at it's the like, four yeah, seasons. You're not fucking. Also. You know that too. You're not. Right. You're, the, the the roof is thatched, sir. Right. <laughs> you're, you book a room where people are actively having sex, even in the same room. Like imagine just sleeping in a room where someone's having sex in the same room as you, and that's socially acceptable. But you draw the line at like it being your sheets. <laughs> It, it, and they offered you a bed, unsoiled also, Uns may oh I remind you. Cumless. Come. <laughs> and for you, a cumless bed, <laughs> sir, can I interest you? That sounds like a VIP suite here. <laughs> right? The couple finally spoke up and told the Australian guy to shut the fuck up and let everyone sleep. I also spoke up and apologized again to the kid and told him I'd paid for his night. But he needed to be quiet and let everyone go to sleep. Apparently, this really pissed him off. And I woke up to him hovering over my bed, trying to place a frog in my bed, which I presumed he found outside. I asked him what the hell he thought he was doing. And he told me that an apology wasn't enough and that he wanted revenge. This boy was truly unhinged. At this point, the entire hostel room was yelling at this Australian boy to just get over it, and he finally complied. <laughs> I just love the idea of everyone going, go to bed, stop it, just <laughs> shut up, like the whole room. The next morning, I was having breakfast in the hostel's common room and ran into the British bearded man that I had found sleeping in my bed the night before. I filled him in on the previous night and how him passing out my bed created this wild chain of events. To my surprise, he reminded me that he and I were making out at the beach party and that I told him to go wait for me in my hostel bed and that I'd meet him there so we could have sex. Boy, this, 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 this woman had a time. Seriously. She can, it's like one of those things where you do look where she's probably like one day she'll look back she'll be like I lived yeah I did so I mean, <laughs> I'd like to see her fiance's face while she tells him this story she's like look I wrote into the podcast and he's like what? <laughs> um cool I'm uh, glad we uh, you know I had fun in college too uh, apparently I even gave him my specific uh, very specific instructions on how to locate my bunk bed I guess I forgot to meet him and instead found the Swedish man while the British guy just fell asleep waiting for me this definitely sounds like something I'd do <laughs> but I still can't believe that in the end I was the ultimate case of all this drama this saga somehow develops further for example I had breakfast with the Swedish man later where to my shock he f informed me that he worked as a literal gigolo back home 
The Australian boy's travel companion, who was also an 18-year-old Australian boy, confessed his love for me. We had only ever exchanged five words and told me that he felt conflicted about his feelings since I was his friend's arch nemesis. I also told this story during stand-up comedy night at the hostel. <laughs> what hostel well, is this? I would... <laughs> What's the deal with someone sleeping in your bed? <laughs> What's the deal with unsoiled sheets? Oh my God. <laughs> so she told the story during stand up comedy night at the hostel while the Australian boy, also supposed arch nemesis, was seething in the audience. That's my awkward sex story. Hope you guys got a good laugh. Sincerely, the frog princess. What a tale. Very funny. Very, I mean, nobody had sex in this Oh, that's a good point. Yes. It was an awkward (laughs) non-sex. Or did they have sex in the other bed, in the guy's bed? They tried to. I guess they were, they were about to when the Australian guy, well, that's the reason, I'll give my name. This is the reason I gave my name is uh, nobody came. Oh, love that. That's great. (laughs) (laughs) So maybe they had sex, but I don't think the, you know, anyone got the rocks off it sounds like um no i like that a lot i had there's something about mary because it reminded me of that movie where everyone's it seems like everyone wants to have sex with this woman absolutely there's three different people in the story that are interested in having sex with her (laughs) and there's also like the cum idea with the remember with the hair that was like the famous (laughs) yeah but maddie had the horny hostile hostilities mrs Mm. worldwide (laughs) that's very funny and the bunk bed bang i like mrs worldwide I do too. I had musical beds as well, telephone terror, and a hostile situation. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Hostile situation. So, I like I that. I mean, I don't even know what the red flag deal breaker is here. Um, yeah, there isn't one. I, I guess like you're ha- you're gonna have sex in a hostel. <laughs> what if people? I? What if? <laughs> what if I? You go. Okay. Let me give you a hypothetical. It's today. Okay, your now husband, Mike, comes to you. He goes, we're going to Southeast Asia. We're going this summer. I bought you tickets. That's my gift to you. That's my wedding gift to you. He goes, but one of the nights we have to go to this island. Would you go? That's the only way we're going on the trip? Yes. It's been a dream of his his whole life. He's like, but I got to stay at this hostel. I missed out in college. I never got my, you know, my bunk bed experience. No. (laughs) (laughs) Not happening. I love that. I won't won't eat at a restaurant with a B. So (laughs) it's a no from me. Will you eat at a B restaurant? In New York, they they rate the restaurants uh, based on their cleanliness. I am the type of person that doesn't look at the grades and if i was informed of the grade mid-meal i would i would go i don't see a problem let's say not mid-meal <laughs> like, mid-meal i agree i would stay but before like you're you're walking past you're someone's like oh let's eat there and then you see it's got to be i would need i would need a good like write-up in thrillist Okay. Like I need like a like a reputable source to tell me this place is really good, and then sh- if I showed up and there was a B, I would still go. Okay. But I wouldn't do B just off the street. Right. What about a C? It's got a great write up in the list, but it's got a C. I'm in, I'm in. I'll take okay. it. Yeah. 
It's like a lower than I don't think I, I think they close you I, down if you're lower than a C. Really? I think it's so. I've never have you ever seen a D? I, I thank God college wasn't like that. I mean Yeah. Seriously. <laughs> like I would have been out of college. Yeah. No, I've never seen a I've never seen a C, if I'm gonna be honest. I feel like I've seen one once, maybe. I don't know. I feel like it's very hard to survive in New York City with the C I, rating, I would imagine. I would assume. Yeah. I mean, that goes right on the Yelp review page. Like the I mean, like people people can't shut up about a C. Like if they see that, they'll warn others. It's they, it becomes a a restaurant version of West Elm Caleb. Like it's the, <laughs> you know, like. it's really yeah, it's blacklisted essentially. You know that feeling when you're going on your first date with the person you've been seriously crushing on and realize you have absolutely nothing to wear. Maybe you find yourself wishing you had the perfect pair of jeans, the one you can fancy up, fancy down, and just look better every time you wear them. Well, that's why you need to check out Lee Denim. I love Lee Denim. I'm wearing them today in the office. I'm wearing their jeans. I love, they also have this other pair that I have at home that I'm really excited to wear. It's like a little baggier, but it's still so comfortable and yet it's still so flattering. I don't know how they do it. Every time you wash it, they also look even better. And I love that they flatter every body type. Denim trends come and go, but Lee is legendary for creating denim cuts that fit your body. Their denim gets better with age and their classics fit into every look. Lee's denim jacket is the one to reach for without fail. A classic. The Ryder jean jacket is the OG, what every other brand has copied for decades. Everyone is an icon in their own right, and Lee makes denim so people can own their style and feel good in their clothes. Their spring collection is here, so get the freshest looks and cuts before anyone else. You can find your Lee fits by visiting lee.com. That's lee.com to shop spring looks now. When it comes to the plant-based eating debate, there's more to consider than just healthy or unhealthy. Of course, we want to eat things that make us feel good and generate energy to keep us going. But there's also a major environmental component that drives a lot of people to a plant-focused diet. But you don't have to give up some of your faves entirely. Impossible Foods makes meat from plants. They're solving the meat problem with more meat. By creating delicious meat from plants that's better for you and the planet, Impossible lets you enjoy some of your favorite meaty products with a plant-based twist. Ground beef, homestyle meatballs, sausage patties, all made from plants. And that's just a few of their delicious and versatile options. No more tension between craving meat but not wanting to eat so much of it or sacrificing your carnivorous faves for your health. Indulge in nutrient-packed, plant-based goodness and feel good doing it. Check out impossiblefoods.com to see how you can help solve the meat problem with more meat. That's I-M-P-O-S-S-I-B-L-E-F-O-O-D-S.com. Let's do another email. You ready? Let's do it. All right. Dear J&J, first of all, thanks for everything you do. I'm a single woman, early 30s. I found myself in a tough situation. I've developed an emotional connection to my work husband and need to extricate myself without harming our work relationship. The background. We became very good friends at work over the years, but when the pandemic closed our office, the work-life boundaries blurred. It's important to note that he is much older, married, has kids, and nothing has ever happened sexually between us beyond some office flirting and potentially inappropriate jokes and compliments. But these days, we talk most mornings and most evenings, rarely about work. We chat on weekends, have drinks, work out together, all virtually. It all seemed harmless until recently... I've noticed I feel hurt or upset when he doesn't call or if I feel he's being distant or not making time for me. I recognize that it's unhealthy. I'm not as dedicated to the apps or trying to meet someone. This fake relationship is taking up real time and energy. How do I reverse the situation in a way that helps me move on and find something real, but also preserves our work relationship and friendship? 
Thanks so much for all that you do. Needy work wife. This is a very difficult situation. I read this and I was like, I feel for her. Um, and I also was like, it's interesting that she's like, she's forced to go through this alone because he's a part of this. Like, yeah. I don't think he's blamed. He's allowed like, it to get this far. He, she says they don't even talk about they're they're on FaceTime working out together. Like what's going on here? Like, you know, and I don't know. You you know, it's not like you're, she's hanging out with her, his wife. So like he gets to be blameless, even though he's not like he's got like. So and I think the hardest part for her is convincing herself in the, is that and it's easy for us to say or for me to say, but it, it's hard to like believe on your own is like. He knows the vibe you're feeling as well. In in I, and I don't know if it's a a one or a ten on the scale, but he knows. So he knows that this is not just a normal hangout. So if you so to me, like there's like options on what to do, but I think that's like important to say is like you're not a crazy person. Like you're talking to this person a lot, don't you think? Like I yeah, I, and I. I think she seems very self-aware in all of this where she's like, because totally. some people would just kind of be like, oh, this is exciting. I'm just going to like keep doing it. Like she's noticing things about, she's asked herself questions. She's noticing that she's not trying to go on other dates, that she's um, preoccupied with how he's thinking, that she feels hurt when he's not answering her. So I think that's a great first step because like it's mm-hmm. easy to just keep doing something that feels good without thinking about like, is it good? Mm-hmm. no I, I i'm with you like i i love her email and that's why i felt so bad you know like mm-hmm. it's like and but it's two to tango like you know and but also technically in the technical sense of it he's not really doing anything like wrong wrong like it's like where is the line like do you know what i mean where is the different for every well the line has been hit for her so mm-hmm. like I guess the first option is like you need to like stop interacting with him and get like distance yourself from this person. Oh, and she says it's all virtual. So, right. I mean, chat on chatting on weekends like and so maybe if you start doing it, it won't feel as bad that they're, you know, when they get distant. I guess my thought on this, I was debating this, too. I was like, should she say something so that he knows he shouldn't be contacting her or just kind of like distance herself and hope it kind of fades naturally. I think those are mm-hmm. two different routes to go. Like one, I think will make it, I think if she says something, it'll be make it easier for her to detach. Cause she has now put it out there and like, she's like broken the spell essentially. Like you're, if when you, once you say something, it kind of like takes away that like flirty mystery too. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? But also it's like, on the other hand, is that necessary? I don't know. I think it is necessary to say something because basically what a lot of people do in these work situations when they're the married person, when they're the person with kids, they, and this could be male or female. When you're the person who has all the stuff to lose, you're waiting on, you're basically creating a world where you're having all this fun and you're taking up the time of someone who you're making it up to them to make a move because they don't need you to do anything. Like, 
you know, they get right. to go home. They to get their, the attention. You know, regardless. their wife. Yeah, yeah. So they get the so they're getting the attention from you. They're getting the attention from their wife. They're getting the attention from their kids. They're good. They're a good dad. They're a good husband. And then they come to you. They get to be this bad boy or bad girl or whatever it is, and they get to have the excitement. And it's like, what do you get? You get attention from one guy who can never really be, you know, turn into something real. Right? You'd be turn something real and it's like if you want something real then your energy is being taken up it's being sopped up by this person so what would you say if you were gonna if you were her like would you what would you say to him i think i think if i were her i would say hey i think we need to cut down our communication keep it keep our communication to work stuff i think you're a great person i've enjoyed getting to know you but my emotions have gone too far down the line and i'm starting to get hurt when you don't message and that's really emotions I want to keep for a boyfriend not a not a work friend like right. I think that's I, fair may, the, uh, that's all in me terms because you can't that you, what you said is correct Jordana you're like he's technically not doing that's his whole plan or it wasn't the plan and it just worked I'm, I'm making this devious even though it might not be de- there's a chance this isn't devious he's just right. a nice it's a guy cha- there's a chance it kind of like happened like it it sort of <clears throat> developed into this and it wasn't necessarily like mm-hmm. something he was like trying to facilitate into this but it's just kind of how it went that could be the case but i'm saying there's as much chance of that as there is the other way too mm-hmm. uh, of it being this, he's created he knows it's flirty. He, yeah, he created a flirty situation with someone at work and he has fun with it, but he never has to pay the tab on it. Like, right. I mean, what ends up happening is if he said, you know, with this reveal of, hey, I'm going to, I just think I'm spending too much time on this and I want to find, like, I, you could even, I, I don't know if you can make it funny if you're like, I, I feel like I'm spending so much time on my work husband that I'm not really finding my real husband. Right. It's getting in the way. You can make it into that. You can't argue that. Can't. And it's like that that keeps it in a neutral zone where you're not saying to him like, you know, I'm thinking about you at night when you don't call. Like you don't have to. I don't think you have to go that far, but you can. But you but you're adding consequences to him. You're you're letting him know that like, hey, this may feel good to you, but it's hurting me. I'm noticing it. Right. And I mean, clearly there's like a romantic thing in there for her, which is why she's not like it's different than like sometimes you have a female work wife and like you guys text all the time Mm -hmm. and you talk on the weekends but like that's fine because there's no the real difference here is the romantic underpinning i think of it all right like clearly there's like some sort of a like tension underlying i get i guess we it doesn't have to be i mean like you're you're married we text you know what i mean like and we text as friends like it's it's very like there is no text that you know if mike had your phone he wouldn't scroll back and see one go what what was that conversation right you you know what i mean so i guess it is well i guess is there is that the case here it doesn't sound like it because when she says we became very good friends at works over the years but when the pandemic um um she wrote it's rarely about work and they chat on weekends and have drinks they, and work get, together on virtually. Okay. It all seems hardly. So I don't know. Like maybe the, I'm sure the wife is aware of her. There's no question. Well, that would be almost the thing. Drinks. It'd be like if the wife, if the wife is aware of her, 
then the guy really doesn't have to apologize for anything. If he's aware of it, the wife is aware of her and she thinks it's cool and she doesn't care. To me, that's like the guy's not technically real. He's like, you know, he's not necessarily technically doing anything wrong. If the wife doesn't know about her, that's where it gets weird. I think. Mm-hmm. Do you yeah. know what I mean? I mean, I, I guess I, I kind of, I didn't think of, um, but she did right. They beyond some office flirting and potentially inappropriate jokes and compliments. Right. That's pretty vague. I, I but I don't know. I, I mean, I'm not in the blame game. Like, I don't know who to blame here, but I think like if she just states very plainly, I am, I thinking again, like just saying, Hey, we spent a lot of time talking and it's, and I feel that my time is being taken away from finding, you know, a boyfriend, which I'm looking for. Can we just, Right. Can we I just, just feel like you wouldn't moment, say that a to beat. a friend ever. Like, have you, would everyone, no. would anyone, would, I would, I would I, never, I can't imagine a scenario where I would say to like a female friend of mine being a heterosexual woman, like, I feel like we talk too much. It's getting in the way of me finding a boyfriend. Well, I wouldn't <laughs> say it to you. I know, but like that's but also. I mean, like I guess, like what? How, what is the actual extent that they're talking? That they're talking to each other? Do you know what I mean? Like, what is the actual? Yeah. Like, I do. You th- so you think reveal that you have feelings? I kind of think like that. I mean, if you're being, if it's an on, I don't know if you should reveal that you have feelings because like that really makes things more uncomfortable than they necessarily have to be. Even, but I think it's clear that there are feelings, right? Because, like, I would think so. Otherwise, it wouldn't be. Otherwise, she'd be like, "Yeah, this is just my like, you know, like weird work friend, and we like, you know, we we make we joke all the time, or like, you know what I mean? Like, we're it wouldn't be like it wouldn't be taking up this much headspace for her. Like, Mm. we text, and we're not taking up excessive headspace. You're not like, I can't go on dates because we text. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, that's kind of what she's (laughs) saying, which to me is implying, like, romantic feelings. Yeah. Because you wouldn't say that about about another woman. Well, that's why I'm kind of a... That's why I said in the beginning, like, he knows. Like, he's not unaware of what's going on. So... I don't know. I, so I don't know. It's tough. I, I, I know. And what you said, I, you know, there's no reason to make this uncomfortable, but maybe making it uncomfortable is what kind of is the only way to make it. Right. End. This is almost like the moment where it's like before it got like to an inappropriate level. Mm-hmm. Um, and, bef- but like pre, but like after there's already there's clearly like a tension. This is almost like the only time that you really can say something because before there's a tension, then it's like, what are you even talking about? Um, and then now yeah. that it's like so <laughs> intense, their conversation like their conversations are so intense. They talk about everything besides not even involving work, and like they haven't actually done anything physical. This is like the time to draw the line. It's like it's all fun and games, yeah. but then you're sort of like saying. I'm drawing the line. Like, I feel like there's something in her, sort of inherent. I think it's okay to say, like, I feel like there's something a little bit inherently, like, weird about just, like, for me talking to an older married coworker of mine so often. Like, it just doesn't feel like it's what mm. I should be doing to move my life forward. Yeah. And this is, this is where he, when she says that, and this is kind of my beware, this is where I give my warning to her. If she says that and he's 
not, you know, he's not acting right by his relationship with his wife. This is where he has the opportunity to kind of like say, well, I actually feel that way too. He, you know, that right. might come. And that's the scariest part because then you have to back away from this completely. Like he, because then his plan has worked. If, yes. if it's devious, the, if the plan of, well, I'll just be cool enough until she tells me she likes me and then I'll make it her decision. And to I know like it's a sure thing. Cheat right. on my wife. Yeah. And I know it's a sure thing. Then then that's a bad you've you've danced into the lion's den a little bit. And right. you have to be aware of that because it, it because now you've admitted your feelings. Now it feels like it's your fault. You're the one that's like he's basically there's a world where he's like, Well, listen, I'm I'm my wife I'm and I down. are going through issues and we, <laughs> right. and I'm down. Yeah. <laughs> like right. It's, the only thing that he could really say to make things like fine would be like, okay, like I totally get that. Like maybe. Yeah. Like, yeah, exactly. We'll keep it to work. I, yeah. and, and apologize. Hey, I'm sorry if I was a part of that in any way. I never meant it to get emotional. You're a good friend and a good person. I want to, you take your time and let's keep it to work conversations only. That's like the best case scenario. Yeah, and then like the things are not like that weird. I mean, I'm sure it's like it's a little maybe like it's gonna be weird. Eh, it'd be fine after a while. It's not like anything like take, no line has really been crossed. It takes time. It's gonna be weird, but it'll take time, and then it won't be weird, and that's okay. And yeah, you're away from something. You you've addressed a problem that you're literally writing into us about. You know, exactly. Tough, and then you've done everything that you can do, and then try to just go on some dates and like meet other people that way. And then that'll be like a good yeah. distraction. You know, go to like uh, playgrounds and there's dads <laughs> there on weekends. And <laughs> that's your thing. Yeah. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouthwatering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Let's play some games. You ready? All right, let's do it. Okay, now it's time to play Red Flag or Deal Breaker presented by Impossible Foods. Impossible Foods makes meat from plants. Eating an Impossible Burger instead of an animal burger uses 87% less water, 89% less greenhouse gas emissions, and 96% less land. So if your date orders an Impossible Burger, it's a big green flag. Let's dive into it. You ready, Jordana? I'm ready. Okay. I'll read the first one. Sounds good. You ready? Hi, pod friends. (laughs) what a pleasant opening had a really strange interaction this week that i can't make sense of and thought i'd run it by you both went out a couple times with a guy who seemed great we had a lot of mutual interests and hobbies that made conversations easy i wondered if we seemed more like friends or coworkers than something romantic but not sure that's relevant last weekend we hung out at a mutual friend's party and he asked me if i knew of any interesting art shows up lately yes our interests are pretentious (laughs) (laughs) at least she's self-aware Do you know of any art shows coming up in the weekend? (laughs) Like That is the most opposite of what I would be. I'd be like, do you know any good toilets in the area? Like, I feel like a pig. It makes me think of that. There's something about Mary, you know, when the guy, not to bring this back, there's something about Mary, but the the guy uh, who's pretending to be like the architect. 
He's like, who's yes, been to San yes, Diego, yes. Chile twice, twice last year? <laughs> and the guy goes like, who's been to Santiago, Chile twice in a year? That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> that- I, do you remember seeing that movie in, in theaters when you were younger? Do you, did you, yeah, do you have I don't, that memory? I do. I think there's a lot of jokes that went over my head. And then I, when you watch it more recently, you get, you get them all. I mean, I remember going to see it. I, I, so I'm old. I guess I was older. But like at that point, like I'm 15 as opposed to 11. So I, it didn't. I remember seeing that movie in theaters and like laughing the hardest I've ever laughed in my entire life. Like legit like the fairly brothers to me are like it's it's a great movie i met the fairly brothers um, oh really on nantucket they, there was a comedy festival on nantucket called the nantucket comedy festival and basically they don't pay you but they give you a free trip to nantucket with like a pride they fly you there privately it's like a whole thing I mean, that's pretty cool and yeah and then the fairly brothers were there who made something about mary and every other like fucking hilarious movie and I remember there was one night we did karaoke in some like mansions because ba- people like donate their homes to the festival to like have a dinner or whatever. And there was one night we're like drinking and doing karaoke with the Fairley brothers. I was like, this is the craziest, most surreal moment of my life. And I just wanted to like go up to them and be like, something about Mary was the best thing that ever happened to me. <laughs> like, you know, like You're that guy. <laughs> yeah, I, I, uh. I, I've done it twice. I've, 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 I didn't do it then, but I remember one other time at the comedy cellar, um, Judd Apatow shows up every now and again, and Judd Apatow made Heavyweights. Okay. And have you? I love the movie Heavyweights. Like I like it's like uh, that is like I've watched it like probably over a hundred times. And I've I remember only, I was, I've seen part of it. I've never seen the whole thing. Oh my god! I the mean, only thing I remember is the, is lunch has been canceled due to lack of hustle. <laughs> a great line. A great. I mean, it's a movie that could never be made today. Like the amount of outrage that would be out of like, hey, let's make a a movie about a fat camp is like, like even that me saying that no sentence would even is triggering, try. I'm sure. So yeah, they, it'd be horrible. And so, but I remember I was going to, it was the first time I, I was hosting at this comedy cellar and I looked at Judd Apatow and I'm like about to bring him on stage. So you're standing next to each other and waiting for the comic to come off. And I'm going to, you know, say, you know, you do the thing at the comedy cellar, you go, Oh, we got a special guest. And I said to him before I went on, I go, Hey man, I just got to tell you heavyweights is like, like a, like a, uh, I've seen I've watched Heavyweights over like a hundred times, and he goes, and I remember he goes, pretty dark movie for Disney, huh? And I was like, yeah, you're right. Like I never thought of it that way as like a dark right. movie, like like a dark comedy. Like Ben Stiller it is, is yeah. literally a deranged owner of a of a weight loss camp where he makes them hike a mountain and not eat. Like that is a, that was a Disney movie. It's crazy. That's really funny. Ben Stiller. He's in both of the, he's the, he's the link. Great movie. I mean, he's the best. I mean, he's the link. And then Jerry Stiller also, to bring it back to Nantucket. So to bring it back, this is George Costanza's dad, uh, Frank Costanza. Apparently he had a house on Nantucket where I, I can't even believe these stories all connect, but, um, when you came to when I went to the comedy festival there, they were like, "Yeah, that's Fra- that's that's uh, Jerry Stiller's house." And they were like, "If you go walk by there in the morning, he does laps out in the ocean every morning." And I was like, "I'm not gonna go walk over and watch an old man do <laughs> laps in the ocean in like, the hopes of uh, you know <laughs> telling him a joke." <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just swim right next hey, to him. Fu- <laughs> yeah. Hey, I'm funny too. <laughs> ever- oh my god. Uh, R.I.P. Okay, so let's go. R.I.P. You know, so okay. Um, so back to this email about the art exhibit, 
we're talking about I don't a, know how we got there, a movie yeah. with cum in the hair. Um, I, <laughs> I mentioned one I'd heard of. He seemed excited and proposed we go to this uh, go this weekend, then get dinner and literally put it in his calendar on the spot. Midweek, he texted me that something else came up in the evening, so he couldn't do dinner, but could we do lunch instead? I thought this was a bit weird, but didn't care. So I said, sure. Then he messaged again a couple days later saying that he just saw how much the exhibit ticket was, followed by the laughing, crying emoji. I was confused and figured this was him trying to bail, so I played along and said I haven't even looked at, looked before. How ridiculous. And that we could hold off to something else to, to do if he wanted, which he agreed to saying he wasn't excited to spend that much on a ticket. Here's the thing. The ticket was $15. <laughs> <laughs> and we always go Dutch. Side note, he's actually from the Netherlands, LOL. I don't know if this is a thing there, but I haven't questioned it. And I know his job and approximate salary bracket. Okay. And have been to his house. He can spend $15. This is weird, right? Any idea what the deal is here? Am I crazy for finding it a deal breaker that he doesn't want to spend $15 on something that was literally his idea? Thanks for everything you do. You're the best. So what do you think, Jordan? That's really funny. Um, I like it's this funny. one a lot. I do think people somewhat... I do think there are people and everyone has something that they're like kind of cheap about almost on principle. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't care that it's an extra dollar. I'm not like, I feel that way about like a processing fee or something where it's like, do you know what I mean? They have put a dollar amount on a thing that they cannot go beyond. Yeah. Yeah. Like some people like, like the idea of getting like a first class ticket on a flight. Some people like, who would ever spend that money on something so so into others that's the cost of admission they don't care so i I do agree with you it's like a principle of the thing so i get it i wondered Mm -hmm. if the in this case this guy just like didn't really want to go but i guess she said it was his idea it it was his idea i i think it's interesting that like he switches from dinner to lunch Um, right it's another part of it it's another part of it like i it's really weird that he brought it up and then that's how he walked it back. Can you believe that ticket? 35 right. cents. I just looked at I just looked at the price and you, yeah. you know, uh, they're charging an arm and a leg. <laughs> yeah, and I I actually didn't see where this email was going. Like if if he had said it was $100 and he was like, "I'm not Listen, I got ahead of myself." I don't think the fifteen dollars yeah. thing kind of brings it back to like oh he just less than doesn't, a movie ticket. Yeah, I and it doesn't seem like it feels like his way of it feels like he talks a big game and then he gets the, and he's got to cash the check and he literally can't afford it and it costs fifteen dollars like right. It feels like his mouth cast a check you know wrote a check he couldn't cash like I I would assume this is. A, like, especially if another plan isn't made, like, it doesn't have to be a museum. You're just like, let's do a date. And he's like, no. Right. He's not like, oh, let's do this instead. Or like, honestly, if yeah. he really cared about, like, that's the thing also, like, it's okay to like, even if that's not someone's like, to me, like, I would be like, I prefer them to fake it and like, try to impress me by like, mm-hmm. to, to me, to be like, it's actually $15 and like, that is just not something I'm ever going to spend to me is kind of like, you don't even care about like coming off like you're trying <laughs> yeah, like yeah, for, yeah. make up a different a excuse if you don't want to spend the money. Well, also are you lying about your interests? If someone was like, I am the big, like I can't see what you said in the beginning is right. Like some people have like a dollar amount that they can't 
fathom putting on right. certain things. Like a broker but fee. it starts out with a broker <laughs> In the fee. city, yeah. But it starts out with them saying, she says, we have a lot of the same interests and they're pretentious. So was he lying about that? Like how much of an interest could this be if you won't spend $15 to go to a museum or an art show? Right. He you know, clearly doesn't like, want to go that biggest comedy f- yeah, I'm the biggest comedy fan in the world. They're like, yeah, tickets, 10 bucks. And they go, whoa. <laughs> You're like, well, what? I thought you were the biggest in the world. You know what I mean? I, I would take this as like that I was getting a fake version of them. That yeah. This is, so it would be a deal breaker for me. I think I'm probably out too. I agree. And only also because like I think I would just be turned off by them making it about that. Like just just move the conversation somewhere else. Like move the date somewhere else. Yeah. Like, more like. <laughs> in a more sexy way than that. Like there's nothing less sexy than being like, oh, you want to take an Uber? It's like, you know, like it's $20. Yes, I do. Yeah. (laughs) At least pretend you love the subway or something. I don't know. Yeah, sure. Let's do another. Yeah. Um, Hi, Jane J. Love the pod and you. Red flag or deal breaker. They tell you they're in an open relationship after having had sex. For context, I'm a stripper, and a few months ago, I met a super hot guy at the club. After chatting for a bit, we exchanged numbers. After I was done with my shift, I went over to his apartment where we drank some wine and had some pretty bomb sex. A few weeks later, we met up in a similar way. I went over to his place after work, 3 a.m., we had sex, I went home. Now, after this hang, the guy asked to take me out on a real date. I agreed, and just yesterday, we met up at a bar, and he paid for drinks. Now, at this moment, one drink in, he decides to tell me he is in an open relationship meaning he is free to pursue both sex and other relationships, but his girlfriend would be his priority. I asked, for example, if she called him during our date saying she needed to see him, and he said yes, he would go to her. Now, I'm actually okay with this open relationship status. I wasn't thinking he would be the guy I ended up with forever slash future father of my children, and the sex is great. I have crazy work hours, and he's down to meet up at 3 a.m., so he could just be a very low-maintenance occasional sex buddy. However, my friends are telling me that the timing of this disclosure should be a deal breaker. They say he should have made it clear there was no traditional romantic relationship potential before we had sex. In my opinion, the casualness of our encounters makes it not so bad in my eyes. What do you think? Is he really not to be trusted like my friends think? Red flag or deal breaker? He waits until your third date to mention he's in a relationship. Thanks so much, and I can't wait to hear your thoughts. XOXO. Side betch. P.S. If right on the pod, I would like to clarify, since there was a conversation about strippers on the podcast, that this is not common for us to go go home with customers. It's actually <laughs> I love a, the clarification. <laughs> sorry. It's a great, great clarification. It's actually a yeah. bad move financially, since you want them to keep coming back and pay for the fantasy. But this guy was super hot and Italian, and I'm still a single girl. Okay, bye. <laughs> well, I love this. I love this one because it's... Their question isn't really the question to me. What do you, what do you, red flag or deal breaker? He waits until our third date to mention he's in a relationship. Well, he mentioned he waits until your third date after you've had sex already, right? That he's in a relationship. That's a big part of this. And so it kind of shows you how he, how, I mean, to me, I wouldn't be able to trust this person because I was like, you, you brought me into your world that, you know, when people are in open relationships, ge- I generally the people that I've spoken to who do the open relationship thing, it is like they walk around with a little scroll that has all their rules on it. You know, like it's not, <laughs> they're way more thoughtful about it than this. Right. No, I agree. I think the fact, I think the fact that he waited until after they had sex is like, he. it's like a little deceptive. 
and manipulative. Of t- totally. And the and the difference between like to me it's different than like I'm single and I'm seeing a few people like oh I've been on dates, you know, I've been seeing someone for a couple months here and I'm casual with this person here. You don't have to say that to someone that you me I don't think that's right. the same thing at all. There is an actual label that you've put on your thing that you kind of walk around with. Right. And because you haven't given the person the option to decide that before they've slept with you. If they're okay yeah. with it. Like you're already wait you're waiting and- until they're like a little kind of deep in their third. It's your third encounter. And yeah. And she's even saying, she's like, it's bomb sex. So he's like, you know, he's, he's making, you know, maybe you would think you wouldn't know about the bomb sex. If he gave you the, you know, the opportunity to know that, you know, maybe you would have said no to this, right. You know, and then you don't have any thought of it. Totally. I wouldn't necessarily even trust that the relationship was open. Yeah, I agree. I'm with you. I I it I don't trust anything from him now because of the way he did it. We don't trust you, um, guy. <laughs> Strip club guy exactly. who, who's in an open relationship. That well, I mean, I and listen, there's no judgment on him for going to a strip club. You can do whatever you want, but like it's just if you shuffled this up, then yes, I agree with this person. It's I don't think it's that big a deal. But it's shuffled up in a manner that makes me think he's untrustworthy. Like what if it, it, what if it was just this one night stand, and that was it, and he's in an open relationship still. Still, I think if you have a label on something that it doesn't matter what the label is, it should be given out to people before and to let them say yes or no to that. They have to know. And sure. the the weird part is it's it, like if this. Per- it's 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 interesting to me that if he was a single guy who three dates in said, well, I've been on dates with that per- with this person and I've been I have a friends with benefits situation that to me wouldn't be as bad. I guess even though it's like to tell to tell them about your it would be almost like in, it would be like almost insensitive. I feel like because it would be. Of course. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, that's, that's, yeah, it would be hurtful. Like, like, what are you trying to say to me? Like that I'm in competition with these two other people. Right. Well, this is basically him being like giving himself also the out of like, just mm. so you know, like you're not my number one priority. It's sort of similar in that way. I guess so. But I, but, but since there's the label, like he's allowed to do it just to, you know, FYI, I don't know. I mean, a guy's allowed to date other, I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I guess you're right. Well, deal yeah, I'd probably be in out. this instance yeah. deal breaker for me. I just and and it's not even that I'm like they're a bad person as my, like maybe let's say it it's all true. I'd just be like, yeah, but you're a liar. Yeah, because he should have told you that in the beginning before you slept with him. Again. Yeah, yeah. Let's do one more. You ready? I'm ready. Red flag deal breaker. He takes you out to a steakhouse on your first date and tells you on the next date that he used his company card to pay for everything. For our second date, I made us a beautiful homemade organic Greek dinner and got and got nice wine. Since he outdid himself, I figured I would too. Anyway, without being asked or anything, he just let me know that our whole first date was paid on his P-card. He also didn't bring anything to my apartment. No wine, no flowers, no nothing. Flowers? <laughs> I have my opinions, but I'll let you guys take it from here. What do um, you think? I would be very turned off by someone saying that. Um, to me, it's almost like he's saying it to like show that like that date didn't mean that much. Like, just so you know, like I didn't actually pay for that date. It was on the card. And also like, I'm kind of cheap. Like, do you know what I mean? To me, it's a brag. 
to brag that you're like sort of embezzling money from your company? I, <laughs> no, well, I don't know. Like, maybe, I don't I'm think so, that's a corporate. I guess event. I, know, I, I know. I guess I don't know how it works. I, I, to me, I heard it as like, look at me. I'm the big, I'm the big dog at work. I can just use the company card. A pow, you know. Right. Like, puts I'd it be down, like, well, I guess, I'm going to tell the IRS that this isn't a legitimate <laughs> business expense. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, don't, I, I, I mean, to me, it's like, it's, it, to me, it's like cheesy. Yeah, more I think it's tacky. Like, yeah. Yeah, tacky. That's a, that's a better word. I, yeah, I was, if someone, and also just explaining any payment of one date is tacky. Like, I, I don't yeah. care how, and this is my gold card. Like, any explanation beyond, hey, thanks for coming, I got it, is like tacky to me. Right. Keep a little mystery in there. Like, okay, if like seven dates in, you pay for a date and they're like, oh, no, I got it. Like, I can actually expense this for work. Don't worry about it. That's like not the big deal. Different story. First date and then you like say it and you also didn't bring anything. And like, it just got to me, it would be like, oh, like I can understand being like, okay, like, oh, this guy like took me to a really nice date. Like picked a great place. We went out, we had a great time. (laughs) And then, like, you're thinking, like, oh, we put all this effort into the state and, mm. like, brought out, you know, like, it was expensive. Like, I I appreciate it. And then the next day, he's like, oh, by the way, like, I it would kind of just take away from that, too. It'd be like, oh, you didn't actually, it wasn't like you were really trying to impress me. It was like you, you wanted a nice dinner for yourself on the company. Yeah, I... Uh... <laughs> I guess I'll, yeah, I'm gonna do steak. I guess if you come, that's cool too. Um, <laughs> the uh, yeah, I don't. Yeah, I'm with you. It's a turn off. I, I just think it's like the whole thing of like, I don't need to get under the the car hood to hear about how this dinner got paid for. I'm happy yeah. you did it. Thank you. Goodbye. It shows you his relationship with money is very flawed. Totally. Let's like let's also have some mystery in the beginning of the like. Yeah. We need to know everything right away. Anyway. That's it for this week's Red Flag or Deal Breaker presented by Impossible Foods. And not only do they provide meat made from plants for meat eaters, they're also on a mission to unfuck the planet. I have to say, I tried their meatballs last week with some pasta. So good. Also, Impossible Chicken Nuggets are crispy, tender, delicious chicken nuggets. They're made from plants. They have golden brown breading on the outside and a juicy bite on the inside. I know Jared has had them before and has loved them, right? delicious they're like they're they're it's like tasting your childhood having some you know having some impossible nuggets like it's just like it's just uh it brings you back dip them in ketchup delicious love it and also they are better for the planet than animal chicken nuggets visit impossiblefoods.com to get with impossible today that's i-m-p-o-s-s-i-b-l-e foods.com so proud of us we solved dating and we will see you on sunday bye You Up is produced by Sean Kilby and Jorge Morales-Pico. Editing by Sean Kilby. Social media by Maddie Paul. Guest booking by Nicole Pellegrino. Be sure to follow at UUPPod on Instagram and Twitter. And send us your emails to uup at betches.com. 
Thank you to our sponsor, Netflix. Bridgerton is back. And dearest gentle readers, you will not want to miss this chapter. Longtime friends Colin Bridgerton and Penelope Featherington find themselves in quite the precarious situation. The wallflower is ready to bloom, but she needs Colin's help to find a marriage match. Will these friends defy expectations to find true love? And will Penelope's secret identity as Lady Whistledown destroy any chance she may have at love? You shall have to watch and see. Watch part one of Bridgerton, only on Netflix, May 16th. Betches.